Blog Talk Radio. We are back. We are back. We're back. We're now. Are you with us? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. How are we doing? We're going to start today's show with a very special presentation, and it's a brand new recording that came out. And we're going to take a. We're going to dive right into the latest news and uh, what's going on. Uh, and and take take Cornell. You haven't heard this yet, so I got a surprise coming your way. Here we go. Please. You, dun, dun, you might dun, dun, want to hold, uh, you, you might <laughs> you might want to hold your ears. Here we go. So people are very happy with their 401ks and with the socks that they have, and uh, that's a tremendous achievement. I also want to provide an update on left-wing political violence that we're seeing in Democrat-run cities. Under my administration, federal law enforcement is working with state and local authorities all over the country to comb through hours of video, track down rioters, looters, and arsonists, and bring them to justice. We've just come up with... How do you make it this far? How the fuck did it begin? A Trump rally sounds like Hitler in Berlin. A KKK shit. Now I'm going in. I'm just saying what's oh real. So the fuck who I've been. Cause it's gotta be said. It's gotta be said. It's off the top like the toupee on Donald Trump's head. This man's not peaceful. Racism's evil. This man hates Muslims. That's a billion fucking people. If truth be told, Donald is a terrorist. Reasons why the world's got a problem with America. The fuck is going on? People just passed. A mass murder happened. You said thanks for the congrats. Try and get your votes up. You don't got class. Orlando was a tragedy. You react fast and it made about you. To boost your campaign. It's going all bad if he wins this damn thing. Man, America is fucked. If he's next up, take a day to undo what Obama fixed up. It's young Gerald, so you know who said it. And Ivanka could get it straight up. Uh, a large number of people. It's over 200. And uh, you'll be hearing about that, but they've been arrested in various cities throughout the United States. We're doing it very low-key, but we're trying to help cities. They are, in all cases, Democrat-run, but we're doing the best we can to help them without really much of a consent. We'd like to have the consent as an example in Portland. We could solve that problem in approximately one hour. Anyway, um, that was produced by me. <laughs> not the not, not the Donald Trump song, but the overlay of the Trump. I thought it would be very appropriate not just to play that tune that I was so that kindly was the rapper, introduced to. I think his name is YG. He's from yes. California. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought it. I thought the tune made a lot more sense by putting in a a Donald Trump press conference talk underneath well, that well, tune. Well, I actually, you, just, you did a remix. I did. I did. I liked it. I liked it. It came yeah. out great, man. It came oh, out okay. You. It came out great. Yeah, yeah it did. Different. Yeah, it sure different. is. Hey, you know, uh, yeah, I have uh, got so much to talk about. You know, we had a great time yesterday. This is an abbreviated show. This is the Coast to Coast program, the Ebony and I. It's Coast to Coast show. I'll get it right. This is the Coast to Coast show, the Ebony and Ivory program. We have Cornell, who's our executive producer. I'm Andy Kimball. I guess Lloyd's going to be joining us. Hey, so How are we doing? Hello. And. Uh, Lots to talk about here, and we're going to dive right into a couple of issues uh, right away here to involve, you know, let's, 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 let's just jump right into it. Yes. 
Folks, you know, um, for democracy to function, you want it to be the case that people in power believe that it is in their best interest for things to go well, just kind of a basic role, um, the feedback mechanism at the heart of representative government, right? Do we agree? I mean, when things do go well, people are happy, you know, flourishing, and then politicians are rewarded with re-election when things go badly, and politicians are in trouble, and they get voted out. So it's pretty important that, broadly speaking, that the folks in power believe that people doing well, living peacefully, not dying from, let's say, the coronavirus, not getting evicted from their homes or apartments, would be a good thing normally, and it would help them stay in power. Conversely, it's incredibly dangerous for the incentives to be in the opposite direction, right? But that is clearly the case with President Donald Trump, oddly enough. Here's what Trump's senior advisor and former campaign manager, Kellyanne Conway, said just last week. Excuse me. The more chaos and anarchy and vandalism and violence reigns, the better it is for the very clear choice on who's best on public safety and law and order. Well, she's right at a certain level. It's very clear, of course, not in the way that she intended. The president believes that the more chaos and the more anarchy and the more vandalism and the more violent type of rioters and protests that occur and bloodshed, um, the better it will be for him and will help him get reelected. He's yeah. kind of odd, but he believes the worse things get for Americans, the better it is for him. Can we conclude that Donald Trump, in a big way, failed to protect America from what's going on? The chaos is happening in the streets in many urban areas. So now he's trying to scare America. And Trump's open embrace of lawlessness, which intensifies as we head during the election, should concern everyone. The president was criticized across the board for using the White House as a political property campaign. I think it was the New York Times. It was the New York Times that uh, quoted Mr. Trump's aide. He said he enjoyed the frustration and anger he caused by holding a political event on the South Lawn of the White House, shattering conventional norms. You know, it's never been done before, ever in history. We all know that, right? We've talked about it on this program. And raising questions about ethics, uh, laws, and violations. He relishes in the fact and continues to relish in the fact that no one could do anything to stop him, no matter what he did. You know, and his aides have said that as well. Wow. You know, Trump and his supporters believe deeply that the law is not a binding constraint, that um, it is made to be broken, especially by Donald Trump, and it exists to punish enemies and protect friends and friends of Donald Trump. And uh, Cornell and I were just talking off the air here um, about we now have a sitting president who has, in a way, protecting the 17-year-old who is uh, not under investigation. He's, he's been charged. There's enough evidence to charge him that he killed two people, injured another, five felonies he's being charged with. Um, oh, man. And, you know, Trump is out there saying, oh, he was violently offended and he was defending himself and we're going to investigate but, that. But that don't uh, mean right he's already been charged. Anybody. He's going to go to court. He's going to be hearing most likely just from what the video shows. Of course, I don't know everything and I'll see. I'll be the first to say that. But uh, the evidence looks like this guy killed two people. Well, he didn't need to kill two people. He had a long gun. What's a 17-year-old doing with a long gun? 
I would guesstimate that he's probably going to be found guilty. We have a president there that's saying, well, we'll see. We'll see. We don't know. He's standing up for this guy. And, and what should his place be in this? What, what should he be doing as president of the United States? Not convicting him, but question mark. You tell me. I feel like it's been the actions of vigilantes like Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, we're, we're looking at all of it. Uh, that was an interesting situation. You saw the same tape as I saw. And uh, he was trying to get away from them, I guess, it looks like. And he fell. And then they very violently attacked him. And it was something that we're looking at right now, and it's under investigation. But uh, I, I guess he was in very big trouble. He would have been, I, he probably would have been killed, but it's under, it's under investigation. So what does it do when the president justifies an extrajudicial killing by one of his, his supporters? Well, first of all, Mr. President, it is no longer under investigation. He's been charged with murder, five felony counts. Uh, he has the right to protest that charge, but that isn't an investigation any longer. It's not awaiting a charge. He's been charged. He's been charged with murder. And um, you know what? What is the president? What the president is doing really is, frankly, send a clear message to others that might bring guns to protests that would drive their cars into very volatile places like the streets of Portland. He's sending a message of encouragement. Why? Because to an earlier point, he wants more chaos, he wants more unrest, he wants more violence because he is backed into a corner. He saw the poll showing that he was down by 10 or 15 points and he played the only card he has left. You know, kind of like the bank robber who's uh, in a corner of the building, you know, surrounded by police and his only play is to blow the building up and hope in, in the chaos that he can somehow escape. Well, this president isn't going to escape because people aren't just going to buy this crazy argument that he's making that he is not to blame for anything that's happening in this nation. He wants to go to Kenosha, Wisconsin, not to heal, but to try to stir that place up and stir other places up. And I think Joe Biden did a great job of calling a spade a spade. And I don't think the president gets away with the ridiculous attempt at a, a mind trick, a, you know, a, a game where, uh, to scare America. And I also want to make a, a, a point in discussion, of discussion that you show, and is that uh, can we tell the truth about the president's pandemic response, that Trump is deliberately holding rallies where he knows that people will become or has the potential to become infected with coronavirus, uh, hmm. People get infected uh, with no social distancing, no masks, sending a clear message um, that um, the coronavirus should be ignored. His plan is to have let people get infected. And let's just say it. Um, it kind of sounds kind of harsh, doesn't it? But this is a president who knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly by refusing to socially distance, by, re by uh, having rallies where you're not required to wear masks, um, at his convention, especially in front of the White House, by refusing to let them wear masks or at least not re requiring masks, that he's sending a clear message to all of his followers that those things aren't worthwhile and that science tells him that, uh, that if people weren't wearing masks and are not socially distant, then tens of thousands of people are going to die. Let's call it the way it is. The president knows exactly what he's doing. He's refusing to model the right behavior for the American public, and that he's going to uh, that is going to result in people dying or getting very ill, if not. Um, 
if you're on the way to the grocery store and you decide to drive on the sidewalk instead of on the road, knowing that that might kill people, you're rightly called a killer. So I do believe the president is deliberately creating the platform and evidence for people to get sick and die because he, all he has to do was to make a different choice, a different decision about behavior um, that was modeled as according to science. There would be thousands of additional people alive today uh, that his choice is opening up uh, uh, America. The stock market and the economy is more important than this. Let people go out and uh, enjoy themselves and bring America back to normal. You don't need to wear a mask and there's no reason to social distance and let people get sick. It'll still be a small a percentage of the American population. That's what we're hearing him say, folks. That's what we're hearing him say. And, um, and that's a grave concern. I think it's a grave concern uh, to all of us. And the, the numbers are just skyrocketing, 180,000 deaths, um, in a, in, and, and many of those did not have to happen. I'm not saying there's, there's, you know, it's because the president of the United States, but I can create an argument that he had something to do with providing the alleyway for those people to get sick and die. Lloyd, what do we have to say? Well, Lloyd, uh, Lloyd, I don't think Lloyd's with us today. Is Lloyd on? Yeah. No court here, right? No, not today or Andy. Yeah, we have a caller. Let's take the call. Okay, we have uh hello, caller. You're on coast to coast. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hello? With us? Hello? Hello? Hello, hello, hello. hello. He's not coming through. You can call us back again, try the show again at uh five one five six oh five nine triple eight here at the Coast to Coast show, the Ebony and Ivory program. Um, we're abbreviated today. We're going to have an abbreviated show today. It's uh, our Tuesdays and Thursday shows are are pretty much commentary and quick discussions about what what we may have missed on uh, Monday and Wednesday and Friday. Yeah. Um, but well, anyway, uh, we encourage you to call again five one five six zero five nine eight eight eight. So Cornell, what are your uh, what are your comments uh, about you know our discussion points of today's show? Anyway, the the president laying out the platform to people to to get sick and perhaps die due to his rallies where you don't have to wear a mask and you don't have to socially distance, as well as what you and I that's, talked about off the air. That's 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 oh my god something something Mike Tyson would say that's ludicrous. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> nothing, Mike Tyson, you're the greatest fighter to me. It like that, but um, yeah. I, I think I think that's that's something that you shouldn't put out on those type of platforms because there's a lot of rude and ignorant people out here that will think that's the way of the world to act, and that's not logical for anybody to um, think like that or do anything mm-hmm. what that kid did, you know, to these people out. Here. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I don't yep. think if you if you're in a high platform, I think that you should be humble. And watch your words and everything that you say, because people do follow you. I agree. I agree. And we can, we can make the um, the assertion that Herman Cain, former candidate for president, right, and uh, a close advisor and friend of Donald Trump's, attended his um, and ran an independent organization to support Donald Trump. Um, attended his Tulsa rally, his photograph there, sitting in one of the front rows. Uh, next to a bunch of people, nobody socially distanced, nobody wearing a mask, and he um, did end up being infected and ended up dying from coronavirus. Most likely, w- uh, became infected at that Tulsa people, rally. And people, not- if y'all if y'all listening to what Andy said, p- please, this stuff is real. Wear your mask, stay social distance. It is real. It, this is real. This is not no hologram or yes. something like this. This is the real deal. 
It, it really is. And you know, we have we have the president. We have uh, uh, Kaylee McEnany. Her, her well, let's, let's we're going to hear a uh, uh, a little clip here from a press conference from the uh, president's press secretary, Kaylee McEnany. 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 Um, this was, I think, what's his clip? Say? Yesterday? This is yes, yesterday, yesterday afternoon. We'll take a listen. We'll have some comments directly after. Video of a scuffle and shooting paintballs at people and getting in the mix with, with people. Is that patriotic activity? I don't think the president's seen that video, nor have I. But if you're going to ask about paintballs, it's incredible that for 90 days I've stood at this podium talking about officers who have been lasers flashed in their eyes in an attempt to blind them, commercial-grade fireworks being thrown at them, a church right out here burning down, uh, the people that were harassed and yelled at, Senator Rand Paul, Dan Bongino, right out here. And you're going to ask me about a paintball video when, in fact, for 90 days we've seen horrific horrific violence by Antifa, a radical anarchist organization. I mean, you're going to ask me about a paintball video I've yet to see, and neither is the president. I'm going to ask you about it, but you, you maintain that, that's, that, that the, the people who went into the city to conduct that activity, they the are The president's patrons. never seen that video. I don't even know if the people that you're referring to were a part of the paintball activity. But um, look, there's been 90 days of violence from left-wing anarchists. Um, it's incredible that today is the one time you're interested in a violence when it's paintballs, and we don't even know who set off these paintballs, but you fail to ask for 90 days about violence from an anarchist organization. Yes, Chanel. Thank you, Kaylee. Uh, what is the president's position on victims, families, businesses uh, as a result of these riots suing Democrat-run cities? Would he support them if they were to band together and do so? Um, I haven't spoken to him about that specifically, um, but certainly what you're seeing is it is Democrat cities uh, where you're seeing um, all of these numbers increase. When you look at, I just noted to Yamiche, Portland, um, Seattle, Philadelphia, Minneapolis, Chicago, New York City, these have all seen anywhere from a 33% spike in the murder rate to a 277% increase um, in one month alone in New York City. It's appalling, and it is Democrat governors and mayors and lawlessness that they're allowing to prevail. Uh, when federal forces come in, the situation changes, and it's so interesting to me uh, to see Democrats um, who once disparaged, who, who ignored the violence, I should say, all of a sudden caring about it. But let's not forget um, what they said previously. Speaker Nancy Pelosi downplaying the violence rocking U.S. cities, ignorantly saying people will do what they do. Uh, Jerry Nadler, when asked about Antifa, he said that that was a myth that's being spread around Washington, D.C. It's not a myth. In fact, an Antifa individual took the life of an innocent Trump supporter in Portland. Um, you have Rep. Ayanna Presley saying that she wanted unrest in the streets. Chris Cuomo saying, show me where it says protesters are supposed to be peaceful. I'll give you an idea, Chris, it's the Constitution. Don Lemon saying, quote, the rioting has to stop, Chris, as you know. And I know it's showing up in the polls, it's showing up in the focus groups, it's the only thing right now that's sticking. So now all of a sudden, 90 days later, I from this podium have talked about law and order. The president has talked about law and order repeatedly, but because the polling has shifted, um, now it's time for the Democrats to deny what they said previously and all of a sudden focus on law and order. Um, I'll leave you with this. That's like the arsonist blaming the firefighters. Well, let's do this. You know, here, here, let's let's put some some truth into this. All right. There's a difference between rioters and protesters. Rioting is not demonstrating. Rioting mm -hmm. is not protesting. 
demonstration is a right that we are guaranteed in the Constitution. We can gather, we can protest, we can demonstrate. Nowhere does it say we can riot. Joe Biden has said many times, especially in the in his most recent addresses, and we've played them on this show. He is does not support violence. He does not support rioters and anybody convicted of anybody who who's been convicted should be so prosecuted. Um, so nobody, no Democrat, is promoting violence. No Democrat is promoting the burning down of buildings using weapons, shooting people, and so forth and so on. Who in a right mind was who in a right mind yeah. would say something like that? <laughs> so, so what we're because here's uh, now let's let's on to conversely let's change let's let's address what's actually going on. Yeah. Trump has repeatedly said, as so has mentioned some of the folks that spoke during the RNC, that if Biden is elected, we will have nothing but chaos in the streets, that there'll be more protests, there'll be more violence, and the suburbs will be lost. Um, you know, we're going to lose America. Well, the, the violence that's happening right now is under whose watch? Cornell, I forget. Who's the president right now? Um. You, um, you you tell me. You tell me. Let me think. Let me look oh, you it up. Say you don't remember. I got it. <laughs> uh, let me look my. I got a three by five card here. Wait a minute. Donald Trump. Donald. So oh. we're under we're, Donald Trump's watch right now, and that's where the violence is happening. So why don't they address that? Why don't they address the cause? The the the, the systemic. Because because Andy over, they're not. They're not. <laughs> They're not. They're not. And, and instead, what they're doing is trying to scare America, saying, "Hey, if Biden is elected, that you're, there's going to there's going to be violence everywhere." Well, there's not violence everywhere, and and we must also call call it the way it is, and that is, out of the and I'm a demonstrator. I've protested on the corners of my neighborhood here, as as many as as my kids have, as friends have, as thousands have here in Los Angeles, um, peacefully. There is a a faction of society, and I think you give them any reason to go out and, and cause a stir, and they will. Uh, they, you know, I I can't really include them in when we call protesters or demonstrators. They're joining them. They're creating issues that we do not condone, that no Democrat condones, no person condones except themselves. And if they are caught, they should be. So arrested and prosecuted. That is our statement. That's a statement of the Democrats. That's a statement of anybody Democrat or Republican. The Republicans are trying to to stir up America, saying there's going to be riots in the streets if Biden's elected. Well, there's riots in the streets now. Who's who's watching it? And 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 his answer is let's set, let's use the United States Armed Forces and fix the problem. We need really? to address the issue, not fix the problem. If we address the issue, then we do fix the problem, don't we? Definitely. We need to bring police together. We need to bring mayors together. We need to bring governors together. And and incidentally, we need to most, bring everybody together. <laughs> yeah, and what we also got to acknowledge is the fact that since Trump has been in office, there's been a 26 percent increase in crime, hmm. which precedes the the Floyd killing, that increase in crime, right? When Obama and Biden were in office previously, there was a 15 percent drop. In crime, in the murder rate, actually, fifteen percent drop. So under under Donald Trump, there's been an increase. So how can we say that America is truly safer 
looking ahead under the, if, if Donald Trump is elected president. Folks, Donald Trump is the president. What am I missing here? 515-605-9888. 515-605-9888. Please call. Disagree with me. Let's 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 talk about Please. it here on the show. This is the Coast to Coast we, show. The Ebony Eye Program. You. Right now we yeah. have we have Cornell and, and, and myself, Andy Kimball. We've got Cornell Butler, who's actually the producer of this show, uh, so kindly um, sitting in for uh, Lloyd. And, and Amanda. Uh, and Amanda, who's under the weather, probably from standing on her head too long on top of the London Tower there. Uh, Amanda, you've got to come down sometime. <laughs> sometime. You know, yeah. yeah. We keep ordering food for you. I hope you're getting it okay, and I hope that's not what's making you sick up there. And Lloyd, but anyway, we, know you're listening. <laughs> we, we we know you are, and we uh, and sorry to hear you're feeling under the weather. And we uh, look forward to having you back. Hopefully, on tomorrow's show, we go back into our normal hour format tomorrow. I would uh, uh, bring up. Um, well, anyway, we have a you know, today's abbreviated show. We're we're you know yes. four minutes. Um, to, to it, actually, Andy, this was great. This this was something. This was nice. I like this. Well, I appreciate it, and and uh, as as I do too, you know, I do too, and uh, you know, it's, we got to we got to talk your about point across. You got everything that you want to say. You got your point across. You got everything. You know, that this was great. I never get to say everything I want to say. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> That'll take a day, right? <laughs> oh gosh! So what's I think the we all what's like the, that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. Um, well, you know, also in the news that we can talk about is uh, in Los Angeles here, a, a website, Broker.XXX, has launched a dedicated adult domain marketplace loaded with a portfolio which says it's worth more than $1.4 million. Wow. But the marketplace pre- – yeah, currently – yeah, do you believe it? Look, look where people are spending money. You know, all this stuff's happening in the street, and this is what's going on. Uh, the domain uh, marketplace currently features domains such as fetishes.com, ex-girlfriends.com. What? Cams.xyz, cams.gg, babes.xyz, freegate.com, nudes.xyz. Well, the, well, the, the porn industry is a, a multi-million dollar business. <laughs> I think I'm going to I'm going to get on that right now. I'll have to leave you right now, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I think we'll continue on that story tomorrow. You know, t- we're, we're going to yeah. have our, uh, our uh, yeah, our a, 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 what's the AV, AVN? What's that? Adult video. News. A good friend of mine did some writing for them years ago. I'm going back into the early 90s, 80s. Maybe we can have him as a guest. Maybe we can have him as a guest. Yeah, watch our our ratings. You know, we're talking about all these things that concern us all, and watch we talk about porn, and our ratings are going to go through the roof. They're 1.5 million. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thank you. Yes, we appreciate (laughs) that. We we really do. Anyway, uh, you know I haven't had my happy hour drink yet today, and uh, I'm trying to think what I is think my beer. I think happy hour is on Thursday. We should do Thursday happy hour, right? Can we have a happy well, hour Thursday? I have, I have a happy hour every day. Well, not oh. the full time today is going to be. Oh. <laughs> yes. What we're going to do is uh, we're going to ask everybody and welcome everybody to join us on tomorrow's show five one five six zero five nine eight eight eight. Email us. Disagree with us? Agree with us? Give us suggestions and comments at Andy and Lloyd Show at gmail.com. And, and it's um, the same thing on Instagram also. 
Yeah, what is that Instagram? What is what is that Instagram? The Andy and Lloyd Show at Gmail. I mean, no, I'm sorry, the Andy, and I'm sorry, the Andy and Lloyd Show on Instagram. <laughs> the Andy, the Andy, or is it just Andy and Lloyd Show? Is it the Andy or just Andy and Lloyd Show? The Andy and Lloyd Show. The Andy and Lloyd Show. All right, folks. Hey, listen. Yep. Thank you for joining us. It's been great, and I'm uh, glad we got to spend some time together. We will be back tomorrow. Thank you. Um, at 5 p.m. California time, adjust the clock for wherever you are in the world. It's 5 o'clock here in L.A. at our Coast to Coast studios in Los Angeles, where it's still a beautiful afternoon. I'm going to go have – I'm going to go have a beer. Uh, don't, and, don't forget, Andy, 8 o'clock, 8 p.m. on East Coast time. <laughs> you got it, wherever you might be. Hey, folks, thank you for joining us. Take care. And we'll look forward to seeing everybody tomorrow on the Coast to Coast program. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.